0: Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Jess, and welcome to another episode of The Persuasion Pitch. Good morning, everyone. I actually met my guest today through a fellow anti MLM advocate named Savvy. You guys probably know who she is. And it turns out he only lives like 50 miles from me. It's such a small, small, small world so I have RK Gold on today. Okay, so I have RK on with me today. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic. I mean, it's a Monday. Oh. The sky- so actually, I am fantastic because uh, it's the weather starting to warm up again, which means the windows are no longer getting horrible condensation on them, so I don't have to mm. keep scrubbing away these puddles that have been all over our yeah. floors and windows. We can relate with
0: that because, like I, like I told them, you live literally like an hour from me. It's crazy. So it was like twenty-seven degrees the other day. Now it's seventy. It's have wild.
1: Seen, have Have you seen the twelve the twelve seasons of Louisiana? It's like my favorite meme.
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. Wait, yeah. I think I did. I think I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, On it's,
1: it's like fir- it's like first winter, fake spring, second winter, false spring. Right. <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> It's it's aggravating because like in the mornings you have to go feel the window. That's what I do. I feel the window to see if it's going to be cold or if it's going to be hot. You know, so it's a it's a thing. So for those of you who do not know, RK is an author, and it's so crazy because I have seen him comment on my, my friend Savvy's videos, like all the time. And he's so funny. And I was like, I want to have him on the podcast. And I didn't follow him on Instagram or anything. So I was like, how am I even gonna get in touch with him? And then, you know, he followed me on Instagram and then the rest is history, I guess. So you and Savvy have been doing this, I guess it's a series where you live the life of a guru. And I've spoke about this on the podcast before, like MLM reps will will go by like these gurus and follow what they say and do it to be more successful, duh, 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 you know, things like that. So so y'all did Rachel Hollis. Like as I'm as I'm recording this, it will be last week, but I know it's going to be like future right now. But you guys did Rachel Hollis. How was that?
1: So Rachel we're doing Grant Cardone this week and Rachel oh, no. was more difficult than than Grant because she actually gives a pretty decent breakdown of what she does in the morning. Now now she's a, she's a mother of multiple kids. Um, she likes to say she, she starts her, her days on the offensive. So we, we were living our mornings as if we were mothers of multiple kids, uh, which, which is a very difficult job. So, so I, I, I would say that, uh, hers is pretty tiring. Wake up at 5.00 AM, uh, down your coffee, get your workout. in. the one thing I would say, I will say is there's something really nice about finishing your workout before sunrise. Uh, just because you feel so accomplished. It's, it's, not a nece- it's not a necessity. There's nothing wrong with doing your workout just before work, even, no matter when that is, or, or after work, whenever it fits into your schedule. But there is something empowering about uh, getting your caffeine intake up, doing your workout, getting your heart rate up, and just sort of starting the day on a physical positive, if you would. It, it really boosts your mood. Um, from there it I, I wasn't a big fan of like of like the journaling early in the morning. Um, personally I think it's better to consume in the morning than to create I, I, I think my, the way my mind works is I'd, I'd rather get it working by by reading uh, just from what I've noticed I mean whether it be the newspaper or nonfiction to get my mind working to, to react to other ideas that are far more polished than anything that my brilliant mind could possibly come up with without my groggy state. Uh, and then she moves on to, to, to being with her kids and uh, hop, hopping into work. And I'd say the primary takeaway that Savvy and I got from that uh, self-help guru week one from Rachel was in an age where creating content is the key to just about any uh, form of online success. It's better to be a creator um, and it's better to have high quantity than high quality. A daily stream at 8 a.m. is probably the best way to start your day.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I could never journal in the morning. I don't want to say I'm a morning person. I do get up early ever since I had my son, which was 11 years ago. I was for like over a year after I had him I had to go to bed at 8 p.m. I did not stay up after 8 p.m. If I did I was like oh my gosh it's so late and then I would wake up at like 5 a.m. and then I would drink coffee and start my day like that. I wouldn't say I was I'm a morning person but like I guess I had no choice but to to live that life. So (laughs) I get it
1: especially with the Rachel. I mean the one thing with Rachel was I've never wanted to take naps more than with her uh morning routine and I'm not against naps right. but I'd also I, I don't know it, it depends on the person like I, I think I'd rather I'll see how I feel today I'll see if I have my 2 p.m. crash like I was having last week but I'm feeling a little bit more energized mm. um yeah I'd, I'd rather stay awake through the day get to sleep at a decent hour uh, I'm, I'm happy I don't have to pass out at eight but last week I mean when we finished Rachel Hollis that Friday I think I went to sleep at eight, like you just said you did. And I slept until like nine the next day.
0: Like yeah, I got 13 I hours really of sleep.
1: sleep.
0: <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I love, I love sleep. I love to sleep. I mean, I just do. Fun and, activity. yeah, I have to have... It is. And I have to have at least eight hours to be like a normal person. I can, it's crazy. I can go on seven hours, but if I have less than seven hours, I like, I honestly feel physically sick to my stomach. It's crazy. Like I feel sick and I'm mean, I'm so mean. <laughs> like I'm like, not a good person to be around. So, <laughs> so yeah, I definitely need my sleep.
1: Oh, sleep. Sleeping is an absolutely beautiful thing. I, I, I love it. Um, yes, it is it was kind of funny. My girlfriend was telling me also at the end of the Rachel Hollis thing, I guess. And I, I, I'm sure it was just cause I was so tired or maybe I was stressed, but she was like, I started sleep talking by the end of it. And like, not just oh like muttering in my sleep, but she said, I was just speaking at like normal volume in my
0: sleep. That's crazy.
1: <laughs> so don't, 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 don't.
0: She, she started to brainwash you probably. Probably because yeah, she had yeah, she has she that humbled. effect yes yes she does yeah it's crazy because you know like i'll just touch on this really fast she had like this conference called rise i do know that and people paid like this crazy amount to go see her and see her speak and then it was like something like she would give marital advice her and her husband and then she ended up getting a divorce so
1: yeah what was that like rise together i think they did or something, something like, that. like
0: that i don't know i've never even read one of her books ever i've just heard about it so i mean and i know it's very popular among mlm reps she, so.
1: she's a she's a good writer uh, i think that's one thing savvy and i both give her credit for that uh, I've i've read two I read Girl Stop mm-hmm. Apologizing and uh, didn't see that. Co- didn't see that coming was, was awful. Yeah, um, I know that Girl Wash
0: Your Face was like huge.
1: Girl Wash Your Face was was huge. I have, that's the one I didn't read. Uh, but Savvy said that a lot of Girl Wash Your Face is repeated in Girl Stop Apologizing. So I'm not mm-hmm. feeling the overwhelming desire to read it. Yeah. Uh, but she, she's really, I'd say in her books, she's really, so one of the more complicated things to do with writing is to find your voice. Now that's specifically with, uh, with, with, she writes nonfiction, I'm talking specifically with fiction. They always say it's difficult to find your voice, it's difficult to find your style. Uh, Rachel has a very clear style She's really good at including humor in her books, which is one of the reasons why I think she comes across so relatable and she's really good at storytelling. She, she can yeah. really paint a clear picture, wonderful with her imagery. Uh, and I, I think that she is a fantastic writer for that. And I can see how she was able to find such success with her nonfiction. Her most recent book was very clearly a cash grab though. I uh, didn't see that coming. It, it read very awkwardly, choppy, didn't make much sense, didn't go in any direction. The stories did not have endings. They just sort of like stopped. Hmm. uh and they didn't really have clear lessons either
0: (laughs) well you know the the rumor the rumor i heard is that you know she has plagued allegedly she has allegedly plagiarized a lot and the other rumor i heard was that there was an entire chapter in one of her books on diet coke but i don't know how true that is is there any truth to that
1: Uh, so plagiarism i'm i'm not familiar with that with her books i know she got in trouble for plagiarizing on instagram where she took credit for a maya angelou quote uh on one of her instagram posts and then she she wrote a a not apology and she threw her uh her social media team under the bus for that Hmm. Uh, as for the diet coke thing i mean uh, uh, not that i recall the stories (laughs) the, 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 the stories i recall are um you know, there are no obese animals in the wild, which which is stupid. Yeah, I heard there's <laughs> some body shaming going
0: on as well. So yeah,
1: there, there, there's some body shaming. There, there's, I mean, from girl stop apologizing to, to didn't see that coming. There, there are definitely some changes in in who she is as a person too, and maybe that's part of the reason why the the writing changed so much. Um, and it just felt rushed with didn't see that coming like Mm -hmm. she was so sure of who she was in girl stop apologizing um and so many of her opinions in that book either changed or she no longer or she never actually believed in them but she she was able to at least see the money in them and now that that money is gone she has to find a new identity and she just has not found one yet but like um her fitness that's completely changed she used to talk about like boxing gyms and and like high intense uh high interval uh intensity training um or high intensity interval training uh j- just basically being like a total boss shit like that she then she also like attacked the boss babe mentality because she's like there's nothing feminine about this and but oh, yeah i heard that yeah um i don't i don't know i, th- I thought i i think i in a savvy herself shout out savvy if everyone if anyone listening to this has not heard of yeah, her check I out savvy, savvy Wright's book her, her youtube channel uh she's actually read all of rachel hollis's books including her fiction books um and it's it's interesting to hear Savvy talk about it because I do think that one of her greatest strengths is writing and is storytelling, and she's sort of this um this pillar of how far a storyteller can go. I mean, if you can tell a compelling story, for good or for bad, you can really grow online.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. So you are not like a thanks for that input. You're not a crazy like anti MLM or like me. I wouldn't say crazy, but you know, I, am I'm, I'm so hardcore anti-MLM. That is everything I talk about. I could talk about it for hours. Like I've said previous in one of my episodes, but you do have a story because you ran, you like ran into a Mary Kay rep or how did that go? How did that go down?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, as far as like not being as anti-MLM as you say, like, I, I guarantee I agree with all of your opinions on on anti-MLM. It's just not my existence. Um, <laughs> like, like that like that's Gee, all you're really say. Um, no I mean like we're, we're all trying to have an existence yeah, online because yeah. nof- nothing I never thought it internet. would
0: be that, that that's the thing is like someone asked me a question and I was like wow I've never I've never thought of that, that like that deep they were like this is your image now do you realize that this is your image and I'm like whoa it's my image you know and it's like just thinking about that was kind of like I didn't know, I don't know. I guess I just never thought it would be like an image. I don't know. It's just crazy to think about.
1: We live our life in lines of code. So we can only take it, 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 uh, no matter how sophisticated the internet gets, our perception of it is never going to truly, I don't know, unmask the nuance of what it means to be a true individual. And when it it comes down to who a person is, we'll probably find the three most defining features about them uh, and go with that. And that's one of the reasons why Gurus love the idea of pushing the importance of growing a brand because if you can say, uh, if you can break your identity down to a binary and you can sell it online, sim- simple is better. It's very tangible. Someone will see it and they'll they'll grab onto it and they'll wrap their entire identity up into it and you know that you can make sales once people do that. So there is something manipulative about that tactic uh yeah. and, and how we perceive online images and branding and it's just also for the sake of if anyone wants to grow online there is truth to saying you know you circle three identities you want to hold I'm a fitness stoner comedian boom I, that's mm-hmm. that's now my life at least that's my life when I have my phone out which is to say it's my life always um, yeah as far as my experience with a Mary Kay rep So when COVID hit, I run, follow the Hummingbird Consulting. Um, We create business plans for people for the most part. We do some bookkeeping. We uh, help people apply for uh, funding, whether it be through through local funds, uh, CDFI funds, uh, venture uh, capital funds. We will uh, pitch projects. We we, we help people apply for funding too uh, and really clear up what their business is what their tangible assets are, how they're going to grow. Um and we got a reference cuz someone wanted help growing their online presence once COVID hit because after COVID hit, we were no we were no longer able to pursue our traditional services. We had to shift to marketing because that's where all of the money was and if we wanted to survive, we had to do that. So we shifted to marketing. Right. And one of the shifts to marketing included social media marketing. And one of the shifts to social media marketing was like, we'll just straight up run your social media account if you pay us X amount of dollars per month. Um, this woman who's been with Mary Kay for some time and obviously has been losing money because it's a scam. Um, yeah, they're
0: going to lose money. She, yep. Mm-hmm.
1: She drank the Kool-Aid. She knew that she was losing money. And she also knew it was entirely her fault because that's what they told her what it was. It wasn't her fault. She's a victim, but... Right. Um, she just knew, and I keep saying she knew because even though <laughs> there's two realities going on here, there's reality and then there's her reality. So even though she entered a game that she had less than a percent percent chance of winning, she also knew in her reality that she just wasn't working hard enough. And if she hired a social media consultant, someone to run her social media, someone to help mm-hmm. her grow, she would build a successful downline and grow her business. She wanted to make it so
0: bad like they all do. They all just, yeah, they want to make it so bad to that top.
1: And she reached out to me and she was so sure that this was the right uh, right course to take, that mm-hmm. she want that she needed that professional to run her social media. And I asked her how things are going. And she, she was telling me how she, she's been losing money. She needed to grow. She needed to sell the product and she needed to sell a downline. And she was willing to invest another $2,000 into social media growth. That's Crazy. That's sad. So That's sad. Really- so, really sad. so I turned her away because I, I sort of have a, so I, I there, there's two very simple uh, lessons that I, that I sort of run my businesses by, which is one the don't be a dick policy. I never hide anything behind a paywall. If someone has a direct question and they ask me, if I know the answer, I will always tell them. Uh, right. The second policy is I don't ever want to be a net negative for someone. So if I feel like they will go out of business from working with me, I tell them that straight up because if for, for, for like... Maybe maybe it's a karma thing. Maybe it's that New Orleans is a tiny city, and if you start developing this reputation for a shitty entrepreneur, no one's going to want to work with you. Or maybe, it's, or maybe it's
0: you have like you're actually a good person and not a.
1: Could <laughs> be it know? could be all of the above, but uh, yeah. I just, I I very I full heartedly uh, believe that you know, a you
0: lot of the gurus advantage. that
1: we're following right now are. They live very strictly, I'm terrified I'm rambling right now, but they live by a very strict code of a dollar in someone else's pocket is better off in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a really, not even I think, that is just a really sleazy way to operate as a business owner. Definitely.
0: It reminds me of like Grant Cardone. I've always, like he's always reminded me of a used car salesman like the, the, the kind that wants to, like I'm going to get a car and I don't know anything about vehicles and he sells me this car that's been wrecked like a hundred times and there's tons of stuff wrong with it but he says it's great. But yeah, that's caricature. what it
1: reminds me of, yeah. I, I, I agree, I, I absolutely think he's a caricature. I can say now starting his uh, his Grant Cardone week for self-help guru, um, I mean, if <laughs> I see his purpose. I, I appreciate him from an entertainment standpoint but i mm-hmm. feel bad for anyone that watches this and believes that this is the way to find success and wealth because yeah at best you're going to find motivation with him at worst you're going to lose mm-hmm. however much money you put into his businesses
0: right and isn't he in scientology I believe
1: so. I believe okay. he did find. Uh, I, I believe he did find Scientology. Um, yeah. I'm gonna quickly Google that real quick, but I remember it yeah. being in one of his books.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing with that is, like, I don't. I'm fine with everyone's religion and beliefs, but they do use the same, like, Scientology. If you look at it, they use the same tactics as multi-level marketing companies. So it's crazy if you look at it, like, how it goes hand in hand like that. It's actually kind of mind blowing but you know and you know I've touched on the mormon religion and you know and, and and Scientology but yeah i mean just it's crazy to think about like the same tactics and another person is eric eric war have you heard of eric yeah
1: no no oh no i have not uh but no god well, you right need is, to I, look, I, I, look I into just him he is uh, no, I haven't heard of him. I'll have to take look that Look into down.
0: him, yes. Look into him. You'll be like, what? Yeah. I, I also,
1: I, I want to agree with you on the Scientology comment because uh, the Antibot, shout out antibots So I'm going to oh, say yeah, you know, like, real quick, if you're listening to this, subscribe to Savvy Writes Books, subscribe to the Antibot. Yeah, I was to they her husband actually...
0: before. Like her husband was like one of the very first anti-MLM YouTube videos I ever came across in my life. So he's like, he's been he's had his channel for a while. And yeah, so so I started watching um, the Genetically Modified Skeptic. And then I remember when Taylor started to, you know, become a creator.
1: And, and they worked together on uh, similarities between MLMs and Scientology.
0: Right, right. They, they would be great to, to listen to.
1: It's a fascinating video. I can't recommend it enough. And they were actually showing how Scientology might actually sell more products than, than ml like mlm's hide behind a product but don't actually sell it and scientology hides behind it, it, it was really interesting to see the inverse
0: yeah. um
1: campaigns that they run
0: right right it goes deeper than what an individual may think and it's such a rabbit hole that you will go down and, and then you find out all of these things like oh these are the same tactics you know and then you, like you put like the the mormonism and and that together and how they go door to door and recruit people. Okay. Well, they recruit people over these MLMs. It's just mind blowing to be like, Oh, and like, I've had so many like, aha moments, moments with that. So what did you tell this woman? Like, how did you tell her? Did you tell her, you know, you're losing money. Did you like give her a website? Like, what did you tell her whenever she came to you?
1: So I at first said something along those lines, but you know, she, she's in an MLM. So she did get defensive very quickly. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, I mean, she, 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 she got defensive very quickly. I didn't want to offend her. Um And at the same time, this was a a relative stranger on the internet that just was like referred to me by a client yeah. and I didn't want to offend them. I didn't feel the responsibility to help them see the light. I felt like I did all I could. I told them I, I can't work with them. I feel like MLM, I, I, I told her just the facts. I said, I, MLM for the most part, you're going to lose money. It's it's not a proper uh, business structure for an entrepreneur to pursue. Uh, I don't feel comfortable accepting money from someone who is in this sort of business structure. Uh, but if you ever do want to talk about social media, I'm always here to answer any questions that you have.
0: What did she say to that? She was- she
1: thanked me. She's reached out to me once after just to ask really? a question about Instagram. And then that was that.
0: Oh, I thought she was going to ask a question about, mm. Mary Kay, I said this in one of my previous episodes. This is like, it's crazy because my dad—he used to be in law enforcement—and he pulled over the real Mary Kay. Little did I know, years—you know—like I would grow up to to look into these types of businesses. But I think that is so wild. He pulled her over in a pink Cadillac.
1: She says she was. That's fitting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, pink that, that just goes back to
1: brand. I mean, pink, 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 pink is a brand. Uh, you, you can pink grow on brand. that. Yeah, I do.
0: And I love pink. So that kind of sucks. It's associated with that, but whatever.
1: Colors can absolutely help. I mean, so the idea of growing a brand, again, it's a tool. It's not inherently positive or negative. Um, I love the idea of using colors to sort of make yourself pop. Uh, I haven't had the balls to do it, but since I I co-host the gray and gold podcast, I've wanted to sort of make my entire wardrobe gray and gold.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I've noticed that with like, you know, like thumbnails on videos, like people go with this color scheme and that's, that's good. That's great. That's eye catching, you know, and people do make like a brand out of that. And there's also a lot of psychological factors that go into colors. And it's really, it goes down, it's like a a study. Like, you know, we're going to put, I don't know, there's placements of items like in the store and like colors that will grab your attention. Like the clear, like if something's on clearance, they use, you know, red or yellow because, you know, in like um, restaurants, fast food restaurants, they use red and yellow because that triggers hunger. It's really interesting how it goes down to a science like that.
1: I mean, one of my favorite colors for a kitchen is a really soft, bright yellow. Um, it's the kitchen, mm-hmm. it's the color I grew up with the kitchen and I always just associate it with happiness. I think the sun to beautiful off of it. That's what color my kitchen it. is. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really common yeah. color.
0: I um, yeah, it's no, a that, that,
1: There's a whole study behind uh, the psychology behind colors and the sort of emotions Very interesting. that trigger. Very, Very fascinating.
0: It, it really is, it truly is. So unless you want to add anything else, do you want to tell people where to follow you, what to do? You're, I know that you you have a YouTube channel. You have a podcast, which I didn't even know about the podcast until recently. And I was like, what? You have a podcast? And then, and then so I started listening to some of it. And so your Instagram, just tell everybody. And then I'll leave links down below, of course, in the
1: show notes. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so I'm probably like the worst I, I'm infinitely, when it comes to social media, more of the do as I say, not as I do, because I'm, I'm sort of quiet on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think for one, if you wanna grow on social media, your name should be the same or similar across all platforms. Right. Mine isn't, I'm some NOLA guy on Twitter just because I'm Twitter, I'm mostly on there to talk shit about sports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm author <RK laughs> Gold on Instagram, where I mostly go on just to post stories of how cute my dog is. Right. Um, uh, if you, if you really want to get in contact with me, I'd, I'd say Instagram author RK Gold. If you want to hear my nasally fucking bo- freaking voice, <laughs> sorry, I swear a lot. Check out uh, the grit. Check out the Green Gold podcast. If you want like really intelligent conversations, though, uh, again, I I swear by this. You should check out Savvy Writes book. You check out the Anti Check out Fox and Compass. I just discovered her channel. Yes, so cool. I
0: just discovered her as well because Momby sent me a video. And so she's like really soft spoken. I think this is the same one. Yeah, she's very and I like she calms me for some reason. I don't know why. And I started watching it. I was like, she calms me. I like her.
1: I like her too. I think she's she's really good at making her points. And uh, <sighs> what, what, what's the phrase? I, I mean, I do agree with you. I think I think she's she's really good at making points, even on like the the side of of calling out someone without it ever feeling personal she's right. she's very she's very factual she's very matter of fact mm-hmm. I think you're calming she, she she's very she's very, very uh, soft kitchen yellow
0: yes she's a soft kitchen yellow if you're listening to this <laughs> soft kitchen yellow she is or like a purple-ish like a lavender
1: very and then the lavender the big other thing is I mean y'all just listen to Graydon Square music I mean I think he's the best rapper alive i, I swear mm-hmm. by his music check him out grade square
0: all right <laughs> <laughs> and you're an author too so
1: oh yeah what... i have some books whatever
0: okay <laughs> I <wanna> say like <laughs> what book like what books do you have where can people find them what
1: so, they used to be wide, they used to be available everywhere. Uh, but I started realizing that I make a lot more money when I'm just Amazon exclusive. So, they're all just on Amazon now, pretty much exclusively. You can get them uh, digitally, paperback, or audiobook format, uh, whatever your, your preference sure. is. And Most of my books published are middle grade fantasy, but I've started writing more uh, literary fiction. you you are what you consume uh I've been consuming a lot of literary fiction books this past year so I think I started making that switch
0: and how many books do you have published
1: I only have one full length novel published the rest are are like 40,000 word novellas
0: okay well still
1: and that would probably bring me up to like fuck fuck uh like five six whatever
0: (laughs) that's still impressive because I don't have one so
1: (laughs) well you should write one you should write one this year
0: I always wanted to I have always wanted to And so I actually started writing a book, and my old laptop it crashed, and I have it on my external hard drive, but my external hard drive won't go into my MacBook, so I don't know. It's just sitting in there, and I just never um, looked at it again. So I'm actually
1: editing a book right now. It's going to be my first release of 2021. Maybe maybe my book with I'm writing Cancel Sean Boss with Savvy, which is hilarious. Uh, Savvy's a fantastic writer too. Yes. but I'm editing a book right now, which I wrote in just a couple of weeks because I'm experimenting with dictation software. Hmm. And so for you personally, if you want to start writing a book and you maybe don't feel like you have that much time, I swear by dictation software this go around because it's a lot easier to, my biggest mistake as a young author was I hated editing. So I never got anywhere. Yeah,
0: that's me.
1: I'm now learning the beauty of editing, especially Mm -hmm. when it's just when you get the rough draft down as quickly as possible. And I think dictation is one of the best ways to do that. Um, I'm switching over to this this app called Easy Voice Recorder because I think it, it accomplishes more of what I'm trying to do. But I knock out about 120 words a minute when I'm doing that. So 10 minutes of my time in the morning, gets me up Mm -hmm. to 1,200 words. I do that two two to three times a day and I'm looking at well over 3,000 words a day. Um, Some days getting up to 5,000 and it's it's really beautiful.
0: I love it. I think you should check it out. Accomplished like that. Exactly. All right, right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. You're amazing.
1: It was my pleasure. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, Y'all are here, so you should just Tell all your best friends. If you and 1,000 of your best friends all subscribe to the Persuasion Pitch, (laughs) you can help Jess make this a full-time job.
0: Right. Let's do that, please. Let's do that. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much.